listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good Thursday show for you. We got podcast number, what, 373 coming up uh, later this in a couple hours. We are going to talk about Clayton Eckerd being on Nick Vial's podcast today. Going to be a good one, regardless of who's doing the interview. Going to be a good, good podcast to listen to. Um, a game show that I'm watching right now on TV that totally has me confused. Another one is returning from last year that I don't understand. And the challenge last night, I've got a strong take on that. So we will get to all that momentarily. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place, and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. First off, podcast number 373 coming up in a couple hours from now. Mark Wahlberg, host of Temptation Island. I told you yesterday in the podcast, I do ask him, what's the status of Temptation Island? It had aired five seasons on USA, and usually it films in September or October and then airs the following year. Did they film anything in September or October? Is it upcoming? I ask Mark that question. He can only answer a certain way. And you will get that answer in a couple hours. So I don't want to ruin it for you, but tune in to hear that. Also, the reason I'm having Mark on, he has recently started a podcast, Bonfire Talks Podcast. So you definitely want to tune into that. It's going to be some, there already is some uh, Temptation Island producers that have been on the podcast, some friends of his in the industry. Um, I think it's going to be a really good podcast going forward. So I want to have Mark on to promote that. Now, speaking of promotion, Yes, I don't like Nick Vial. People know that. It's no secret. And it's because of the way he has treated me in the past. However, if he's got a good interview, I have no problem listening to it. You know, neither should you, regardless of how you feel about the guy. Good interview. Let's listen to it. Well, today he's got Clayton on. He said when he had Gypsy Rose Blanchard on that it was going to be a two hour. He said he talked to him for two hours. I don't know how much they edited it down and how long it's going to be. But that comes out today. I'm guessing most of our podcast of the Daily Roundup tomorrow is going to be discussing what Clayton said on Nick's podcast. Nick released a teaser for the podcast last night on Instagram. Hell, by the time you listen to this, his podcast might already be up. I don't know what time he posts. But the teaser for it last night really made Clayton look good. And... It just, once again, as I said yesterday, this isn't an ego thing that I'm, you know, pissing on the fact that Clayton chose to do Nick's podcast over mine. 
Clayton was never going to do my podcast first. I'm very well aware of that. We've spoken about it. So I'm not bitter that he's doing Nick's podcast. What I'm saying is I really hope and I and I think and maybe I'm way off. Dave and I both think this way. I got to think at some point during a two hour conversation, Clayton brings up the fact that Dave and myself have been covering this story for four months. The thing that bothers me is that Nick is now jumping on the bandwagon. And look, just in the minute clip that he released last night, nothing that Clayton said that Nick aired in that clip is nothing you haven't heard of in the last four months. Now, maybe Nick's audience is in the dark of it, and they should be because Nick hasn't talked about it. That's the whole point we're trying to make is that all this information that Clayton is probably going to spill today in the podcast is nothing that hasn't been out there by Dave and myself for the last four months. I mean, shit, we've been reading emails that Laura sent to Clayton, which they seem to do on that podcast. It's like, great, we did that weeks ago. We've read court documents and what they have said in the last four months. I have read you things that she has written me personally in emails. I have shared with you things that she has sent me, not um, visually shared them with you because some of them are too private. But I have told you, hey, she has sent me this. She sent me a sonogram. She sent me a note from her neurologist saying that, you know, patient is pregnant with twins. Telling you these things. So I'm curious, just as, I'm just as curious as you. The bottom line is I'm glad that Clayton is getting it out there. I'm fine with that. I don't care that it's on Nick's podcast. I, like I said, I knew he wasn't doing mine first. However, the good thing is this is all getting out. And it's going to reach a large audience by him being on Nick's podcast. So that's a good thing. I'm just curious to see if Nick tries to shoot down anything involving Dave Neal and I. And you can say, that's ridiculous, Steve. Why would he do that? Because he does it all the time. He doesn't want anything to do with me. He doesn't want anything to do with Dave. He will never credit us for anything that we report. So if he does it on this, something that we've reported for four months... It's one thing for him to not, you know, include me or Dave on something that, you know, was maybe a one-time story or a spoiler, you know. Nick will say, like, when Nick talks about the show and he starts recapping Joey's season, he obviously doesn't give away spoilers, I don't think. But he'll say spoilers out there and spoilers happen every season, but he'll never say reality, Steve, even though he knows I'm the one that's spoiling. He just is that big of a petty bitch that he won't do it. So my thing is... Let's just let it go. This isn't a one-time thing. It's literally been four months nonstop. Dave, more so than me. But I've said a lot on my podcast about this case. And from the very get-go. And Nick has known all the stuff that Dave and I have known. He just chose not to air it. Until now. And it's just like, why? Why now? Why weren't you covering this? Why weren't you talking about it? Why weren't you reading the emails that you got and the emails that you saw? That's the question that we have. Is Nick going to answer it? Probably not because that's the way Nick rolls. But all in all, good thing that Clayton is going on the podcast today and sharing the story. It'll be interesting to see if maybe he shares something that Dave and I haven't known or haven't reported. I, I'm skeptical that there is something that we didn't know but um i think this is a positive all around net positive for this and i can't wait and we'll talk about it tomorrow for sure 
we'll uh, we'll talk about what Clayton says. And you know, I I think it's just great you get to finally hear Clayton discuss this for the first time. It's one thing for us to read the stuff that Laura says in emails, and it's one thing for us to read lawyer talk in court documents. But now we get to hear Clayton for the first time. I'm sure it's going to be very similar to the 90-minute conversation I had with him four months ago where he laid out everything for me about that night and what he had been through since and you know some of the things that he's said to me in text messages since then. But to actually hear him verbalize it and you know maybe hear the pain in his voice of what he's had to endure uh, for the last seven months from this woman and how he found out things and when he found out things and what he did and how he combated her. I mean, there's just going to be, it's going to be a lot because this story is not, you can't even just say to somebody, if you were trying to explain to them the Clayton paternity scandal, you can't just say like, I mean, yeah, the headline is a girl claims she was pregnant with Clayton's twins and Clayton is saying, I never had sex with her and she was never pregnant the whole time. And then after seven months, she said, no longer pregnant. That's basically the baseline of this story, right? She says she was pregnant up until seven months. He says she was never pregnant. That's the baseline of the story. However, it goes so much deeper than that because there's so much manipulation. There's so much of this woman, Laura Owens, trying to shut people up and using the legal system wrongly. And I think that's why this this story really strikes a nerve with a lot of people. Because not only that, Laura Owens is offending women who have actually had a stillbirth, women who have struggled with pregnancy, women who have struggled with infertility. And here's a woman that's just claiming like, oh, I'm pregnant and never proved it to anybody for seven months and then says, oh, no, I'm not. Let's throw the court case out. You know, it's insulting to women who have actually struggled with any one of these things regarding pregnancy, you know. And I think that's why it strikes a nerve with a lot of women. And it should, because this woman's embarrassing. Laura Owens is an embarrassment for what she's done to the legal system. She gives women, you know, an absolute slap in the face. So that's why it's going to be really cool to finally hear Clayton. You guys can finally hear him for the first time. And uh, we'll be looking forward to it. So obviously, we're going to cover that in tomorrow's podcast. But check that out. Uh, by the time you're hearing this, maybe it's already up on the Vile Files podcast, but go check that out. I have no problem uh, promoting Nick's podcast when he has a guest like this, something that has been a topic on the Daily Roundup and a topic on Dave Neal's YouTube channel for four months straight. You know, now we finally hear from Clayton. I want to talk about HelloFresh. You know why? Because they make cooking easy for simpletons like myself. I'm not a good cook, I suck. I can heat up pasta, can heat up some soup, make a few sandwiches. But in terms of going out to the grocery store and buying herbs and spices and all this stuff, no, 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 no. Just send me what you need in my <laughs> recipe. Give it to me. Tell me exactly what I need to do. And we go from there. And that's exactly what HelloFresh does. You get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You got to skip all the trips to the grocery store. It's making home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's a number one America's number one meal kit. And they say breakfast is the most important meal of the day. HelloFresh agrees. In fact, they are giving all you subscribers free breakfast for life. That means you'll enjoy a totally free breakfast item with every single 
HelloFresh delivery. Now that's worth waking up early for. You go to HelloFresh.com slash RealitySteveFree and use code RealitySteveFree for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while your subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash RealitySteveFree with promo code RealitySteveFree. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Also, this podcast is brought to you by Microdose Gummies. Microdose Gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. You're not going to get high off of taking a gummy. Hell, you can split it in half like I do and just take a half before you go to bed at night. Totally relaxes you. You get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com. Promo code is RealitySteve. It is available nationwide. That's microdose.com. Promo code RealitySteve for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com. Promo code RealitySteve. So a new game show just debuted on Fox last week. There's only been two episodes of it. Have any of you been watching The Floor? The easiest way to describe it is it's nine rows vertically and horizontally. So you have 81 people that are standing on a floor, each of them in their own box, and each of the 81 people have a different thing that they are excellent at in trivia. You know, I, I mean, car, it, just so many random ones, cars, cereal, TV hosts, 80s TV shows, like everybody that's standing there is an expert in, they claim to be an expert in that field of trivia. So Rob Lowe is the host, and... The, they have a randomizer. I think that's what it's called, which is kind of a weird name for just... Anyway, they just light up one of the boxes, of the 81 boxes, nine rows horizontally and vertically, so nine times nine, 81. Somebody gets lit up, and it's their time to choose somebody in their own vicinity, a box that is touching their box, and they get to challenge them. So let's say it lands on the woman or the man who is... Um, an expert in cars and the four people around them are serial 80s TV shows, TV hosts and whatever, baseball teams that person who was chosen by the randomizer chooses somebody to battle in a trivia contest so let's say the person who chose cars or the person who was selected and their expertise is cars they choose somebody to duel not battle, it's called the duel so they choose somebody to duel. And let's say this person who's an expert in cars chooses the person who's an expert in serials. These two, by the way, these two um, categories have been shown on the show, have been used on the show before, not against each other, but yeah. So those two people go up to a screen, they go up to the front of the stage, and um, <clears throat> the person who was chosen from the randomizer, their expertise is cars. But then they play a game against the person that they chose for the duel. So they're doing serials, which has me confused from the get-go. Why, if you're chosen, do you have to choose somebody and beat them at their category? Shouldn't you be choosing someone to beat you at cars? It's never made sense to me. I've never understood it. It's funny because Andy Denart from Reality Blurred did a review of The Floor, and he had the exact same take. He's like, wait a second, why? is the person who's chosen have to beat somebody in their field of expertise. It hasn't really made any sense to me, but 
That's the way the game goes. So the person with cars goes off in a duel, and they chose somebody, you know, the next to them. And, and okay, I, I'm pretty good at cereals. I'll, I'll go with cereals. So then you have to do cereals. And actually, last night was the cereal duel. And, um, and basically, all it is is up on screen is cereal boxes with, obviously, the name of the cereals taken off. And it, the picture pops up, and you just have to say what cereal it is. But each person clocks starts at 40 seconds. And then once the picture comes up on screen, it just starts counting down. And once you get it right, it goes to the next person. So let's say it takes you two, you know, they, they put up their Fruit Loops. And you guess Fruit Loops and it took you two seconds. Well, now your clock stops at 38 seconds. It goes to the next person. And the second it gain, they put up a picture, that person's clock starts counting down. If you don't know it, you can say as many wrong answers as you want. But you only want to probably do one or two guesses and then say pass. If you say pass, it still remains your turn, but your clock loses three seconds. So you lose three seconds off your clock. And it's basically whoever finishes, you know, one person's going to get to zero before the other person does on their clock. And that's it. You just keep going back and forth. So it's an interesting game. And then there's strategy involved because you want to collect as many blocks. If the person who had cars beats the duel, wins the duel, they take over that person's spot on the board. So now of the 81 blocks, they have two of them. But they now... <laughs> It, it's really it's if the person who won the duel who is an expert in cereal and cereal ends up winning their category now becomes the person that they beat cars but they weren't an expert in cars when they came to the game that's why this is getting confusing to me and or I, it's not confusing i totally understand it i just don't understand the logic behind the creators of this show what it comes down to is this you're going to have to know more than your category essentially because there's no you don't just keep getting your category over and over and over again and beating people you only get your category once and that's if someone chooses you to duel after that you if you beat them you consume what their category was i'm sure that made a hell of a lot of sense to you in the last five minutes right <clears throat> just watch it on the just watch it it's on fox i believe it's tuesday nights i just have it set to record there's only been two episodes but it is interesting and you bet your ass when I'm sitting there watching and the cereal category came on last night, I was yelling out every single cereal. I got every single one of them right within one or two seconds of it popping up on the screen, except for Mucilix. I didn't even know that was a cereal. I thought that was something you had inside, something you took to clean out your bowels. So anyway, um, oh, that's Metamucil or no, that's not. <laughs> See, I don't even know. <laughs> But Mucilix apparently is a cereal, a cereal that doesn't sound tasty whatsoever. I mean, they were going with, you know, Raisin Bran, Cheerios, Wheaties, Fruity Pebbles, uh, Rice Krispies. And then all of a sudden they threw this box up there that I had never even fucking seen before. And it was, and the woman said pass and it ended up being Mucilix. I'm like, or it was a guy that did it. Um, and he said Mucilix, or he, he didn't know it. So he said pass and they give you the answer, but. It's an interesting game. I'm just getting frustrated. I just want to see somebody win this thing. And um, there's there's probably about eight to ten duels per episode. So it's an hour long. It's on Fox. It's called The Floor. It's hosted by Rob Lowe, who must have spent at least four hours in the tanning bed uh, before he hosted this show because he is so orange. It's unreal. And because I'm watching The Floor, I see commercials for what's upcoming on Fox. And for the second season in a row, they're bringing back Farmer Wants a Wife. Really? Like, Jill Millionaire didn't do 
good enough for them that they had to change Joe Millionaire to Farmer Wants a Wife last season, and now they're bringing it back? Look, I'll admit, I watched the first 30 minutes of Farmer Wants a Wife last season, and it was just too many people. You had four different leads. It's basically like, Farmer Wants a Wife is no different than The Bachelor, except it's the leads are farmers, and there's four of them. So each guy has got a group of, what, six to eight women, something like that? Maybe six women, because there was 24 women total. And after the first night, I think the women know which farmer they're most attracted to, and that's the group that they're in. But, yeah, it's four farmers, same thing. They go on dates. They have a hometown, all this stuff. I don't know. I'm just surprised that they got rid of Joe Millionaire, which was really, really good. They got rid of Joe Millionaire for Farmer Wants a Wife, and now they're bringing it back for season two. I don't remember it doing incredibly well in the ratings, but maybe I missed something. I was just surprised to see that show coming back. But I believe it comes back in a couple weeks. Finally, I want to end with this. The challenge last night. I don't think this is hyperbole when I say this. And, yes, I probably am a little biased because he is my favorite challenge contestant now, maybe ever. I think Horacio is, like, the nicest guy who's ever been on this show. Seriously. I know there's drama happening off screen, but he doesn't seem to be involved. The drama happening off screen, and if you watched any of these people's Instagram stories over the last couple days, I believe the reunion show, which is being hosted by Maria Menounos again, is was filmed yesterday or maybe the day before. Horacio is like the nicest guy in the world. You watched that episode last night, and this guy stays out of drama, doesn't shit talk anybody, just wants to put his head down and work, doesn't want to get involved in alliance politics. Even when he's called out and he doesn't want to be, he didn't. He doesn't call people out and be like, this is bullshit, guys. I thought I was in your alliance. No, they're coming after him because they know they don't want to run a final against him. But good God, this guy's so nice. I feel bad for him, and I want him to win so bad because I, he's just different than everybody there, you know? I, I haven't seen the guy say a bad word, not curse word. I'm just saying I just haven't heard him say a bad thing about anybody in the two seasons that he's been on. And he's, you know, there seems to be some struggles of is Olivia, who was his partner in the last season that they were on together, is she kind of pulling herself away from him? Does she not trust him? And he pulled her aside for a conversation like that, and he's like, I've always got you. Don't believe these other people. So I don't know what Olivia's deal is. Obviously, there's so much probably that wasn't shown to us, but I'm apparently everything that I'm seeing on social media, as I said last week, the social media and the infighting going on on social media has been way bigger than what's going on on the show. Like, there is some serious, serious heat from the Norese Raven camp versus the Olivia camp, and I guess they're just going to have it out uh, at the reunion show, which was just filmed. So um, I, I really – I just want to say I want Horacio to win. He's the nicest guy in the world. He might be the nicest guy ever on reality TV. I hope he wins, but – and don't tell me if he does, if you've read a spoiler, because I'm sure a spoiler is out there. I actually came across the spoiler for All-Star Season 4. I haven't watched any of the All-Star Season of this show. But All-Star Season 4, I came across the spoiler of who won. So 
I'm not going to say anything. If you Google it, you could probably find it. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review Sports Daily coming up in an hour from now. Podcast number 373 with Temptation Island host Mark Wahlberg coming up in two hours from now. So check that out. Thanks again for listening. I appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.